Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. up it's metal shop aew is in town this weekend aew doing both uh collision and also wrestle dream uh we have a dude here that for for metal shop i mean we, there were a lot of aew superstars doing the the press rounds this week we had brian danielson we had darby allen we had paul white but I was like, dude, I got to talk to this guy because this guy's the guest for Metal Shop. Not only is he a badass in the ring, uh, you can see him with the House of Black. He is he is an AEW superstar and he has a Seattle connection here. Uh, but also he's a singer of a band called God's Hate that we play on Metal Shop. And I got to tell you, Brody, it's actually pretty serendipitous that I talked to you today because I just checked the mail. I got one of those new God's Hate Gold's Gym shirts in this in, in the mail today. Hell yeah, that that is a you know divine connection. Exactly, Brody. How you doing, man? Nice to nice to talk to you again. Good, dude. How are you? Doing good, man. I'm stoked for the shows this weekend. Um, but I got to talk about uh, you. Showed up on the camera with a, a little bit of a wrist injury. Are you good to go? Are you good to wrestle? No, right now I'm not good to wrestle. Uh, I suffered a little injury at Wembley. I uh, the barricade jumped out and attacked me. You know, Jesus. as as one does. Uh, it might have been me running into it too many times and, you know, it got smart and it injured me back. But we'll be all right in a couple of weeks and we'll be back to whooping some ass. You know how it is. Absolutely, man. So I wanted to t- kind of mention that before wrestling, you had a connection with Seattle with a, a festival called Rainfest. Um, you had attended your band God's Hate played, I think, either the last year or one of the last years. Um, and one was, a- it was a, it, I think it was the last year. Yeah, last year. Um, when when was the first time you visited Seattle? Was it for Rainfest? Uh, yeah, I think it was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay, maybe. 
the old uh, viaduct? Was, the viaduct, yeah, yeah. The, the viaduct. Is that the year the terror played? I don't. It must remember. have been, yeah. Yeah, so it was. I remember it was like backtrack, harm's way, terror. Like, uh, I think I don't know. It was, dude. That was so long ago. But yeah, that was the that was the first taste of uh, the Pacific Northwest hardcore scene, and you know, ever since we've been coming back. So I got to ask when, what do we got to do to get God's hate back up here? You know, could you guys possibly play a, a, one of those, uh, just another gigs? Yeah, we, I mean, we would love to, we've talked to Zach about it a bunch and, uh, you know, the last couple of years, like the timing just hasn't worked out, but hopefully we'll, we'll get up here and, and get one of those just another gigs, you know? Absolutely, man. So as far as when we're on the subject of Rainfest. You know, over those 10 years, just about every band you'd want to see played that. You you started going in 2009 or 2000. Yeah, back then. Uh, what was your favorite or a couple of your favorite Rainfest sets? Oh, man. Uh, favorite Rainfest sets. Zabalba played that oh, one yeah. year. I think, okay, I think year. when you introduced them. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. You, you did the wrestling introduction for them. And then uh, Nate and then uh, they, tackled me off stage. That was cool. <laughs> they had that big, like, drum circle. Like, yep part uh twitching tongues when they all dressed up like preachers yeah it was really awesome um i'm trying to think of, like some of the headliners uh hours last show there was yeah. insane like I-, I feel like that that band specifically like people kind of lose their minds over drain and like power was kind of like doing that totally way before yeah <laughs> like the boogie boards and the crowd and the pool noodles and all that stuff just like a party every time they played um yeah, I, I mean, there was, there's one. so many different fond memories I have of being up here, and uh, it's always been great. It's funny because it's like one of the uh, main security guards, Sean, who yeah. played or who used to go to all the rain fests, then started doing all the defies, and it, yeah. like, we had like another connection there, so that was funny. Shout out to Sleeps, man. Uh, he's part of the part of the security crew. He's head of uh, pr- one of the head of productions at, at Defy now. So, um. One of my favorites was back to back. It was, uh, I believe it was Damnation AD and then Death Threat, like back to back, two totally different styles of hardcore. But like, I was just so, in, I was just moshing up for both those bands. It was awesome. I had been sick. I, I that was in my drinking days. I had been hungover all day long. <laughs> I got a Seattle dog in me, and then I just went into Damnation AD and Death Threat. That was awesome. So back in the day, yeah, you could always count on Rainfest to have like something the the lineup was always so obscure mm-hmm. because there was like bands that would only hit super hard in the pacific northwest and then like but they would be into like a, a band like backtrack and then a band like damnation ad and it was always really cool i remember um one of the and you know we're going way back with rainfest lore here but um i remember nicole from death wish she flew in to do a death wish uh table and she was telling me she was like yeah hammer bros they're, they're not that you know big in boston or whatever it's cool that they're playing and then and then they just got this insane reaction in tacoma and she's like what they don't even get this <laughs> it's awesome so it was, it was cool. I, I think they played the same year as the carrier right yeah 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 there, there was a bunch of boston bands that year yeah so we we, we got to talk about wrestling so obviously you know um Last time we talked, I think it was during the pandemic. Um, and we did one of those zooms for the defy defiant ones, um, which is also a podcast that I do for defy local wrestling company, badass local wrestling company. Um, but in the you know time since, uh, the company that you were in ring of honor 
changed hands, but now it's back with the with a guy that is your employer, and and you started with AEW. Um, how uh how's how's it been, man? The last you know freaking what is it? Eighteen months you've been with AEW. You've probably been even longer. Yeah, well, I think you're pretty much right on the nose. I'm just about to come up on two years. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. Like, yeah. you know, uh, my time with Ring of Honor was awesome. Uh, it kind of like familiarized me with TV wrestling and, you know, the, the, you know, what you would call the dying days of Ring of Honor kind of sucked because we had a great roster of uh, talent, but we didn't have uh, a lot of like promotion for to get a lot of fans out there. And then, you know, we, the last year we did all pandemic wrestling f- to nobody. Um, so going from that to a company like Ring of, or to a company like AEW is crazy because it's like, now you're on like the the hot ticket in town, you know, mm-hmm. where like you get these big ass crowds, you get these huge pay-per-views and you're on national TV every week. It's like, you know, friends and family would always ask, hey, what what channel can I check you out on? And I'm like, I have no idea what channel yeah. Ring of Honor is on. Indicated on, on Sinclair, wherever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, but it's it's awesome to be like, oh, TBS, TNT, you know, eight o'clock yeah. is 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 awesome it, you know and it, it kind of like gives the people that were supporting you a little bit more like uh pride in that uh, you know oh he's on national tv whatever but it's been awesome it's been it's been really cool wrestling um, working for tony's great like he's he really truly cares about wrestling and cares about the people that he employs uh which is you know the most you can ask for especially in a company or in a business like wrestling Totally, man. Uh, it, it's been awesome seeing you and like also, you know, just the fact that you come out to hardcore music, you know, how quickly did you realize that you could do that? Was it always from the get go, like choose your own music and and have, you know, Colin write some music or have God's hate, you know, because he's done some custom theme songs. But how soon uh, joining AEW did you get that like go ahead? Uh, I mean, like right away, pretty much like I, I had. Uh, God's hate for ring of honor. And I kind of always use God's hate for Indies and everything. Um, but coming into here, obviously, you know, you get like a national advantage to putting your own band on national TV. You're going to try to do it. Uh, so yeah, be harder became my single stuff, which, you know, I haven't had a ton of singles matches, but it's been pretty awesome whenever that's on it. And then, uh, Colin did, um, he did the Kings of the black throne, entrance which is uh malachi and i when we tag team and you know i think the one that's kind of like become its own monster is uh is julia hart's entrance music he did uh colder heart it by uh actually another pacific northwest person uh emma from dying wish yeah uh, play that single later she sings that that uh her entrance song and you know that has become its own thing and, and it's awesome because it's like it's not a band it's just a song yeah Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, the House of Black music is uh, Colin and Taylor's other band, Dead Body. So cool, man. And and then I think he also I think Colin also wrote something for Wardlow. Uh, he did. He did briefly write yeah. a song for Wardlow uh, and then he reverted back to some other music. I don't know what the deal with that was. Fair enough. I, I did a little um, there was like this uh, decibel magazine does this like reader of the month and they chose me for for a reader of the month. And they said, hey, you you work for this company defy, you know, are there any, you know, uh, wrestlers that are metalheads? And I said, dude, you don't even know, like Jerry Lynn, 
old school death metal head. Like he was going <laughs> to ECW with dying fetus shirts on. Um, Matthew Justice go, went and saw Pantera and he loves down and all that stuff. Southern metal. I said, you know, you're the singer of God's hate. Uh, Edge came out to Slayer at WrestleMania. Are there any other what are other uh, like wrestlers uh, are fans of metal? Obviously, Malachi. Yeah, I mean, Malachi is heavy into like hardcore death metal, black metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's funny that you said Jerry, because uh, a couple of weeks ago we were in Cleveland and Jerry, he was like, Hey, do you want to go to a 207 show tonight? I was just like, Amazing. Oh, I, I was like, I get in too late. But the fact that, you know, he's like keeping up on like the genres and stuff and dude, his like knowledge on it is crazy. Like he knows every genre like of metal and like has a band that he likes from all of them. But he, He's always like, yeah, you know, I, I I always go back to like Dying Fetus. Like, that's probably my favorite metal band. I'm like, of course, because it's the best. Uh, but yeah, um, there, there's, a, there's a bunch of people, you know, like Wardlow, when he wanted that song written by Colin, he just wanted a song that sounded like Hatebreed. And it's like, well, that's that's sick. Yeah. But uh, um, I'm trying to think of like other uh, Dan Housen. Dan Housen's a hardcore kid. Uh, he always, you know, is posting about different hardcore bands or different metal bands. Um. Yeah, there's Darby listens to yeah. punk, obviously, but there, there's definitely a little like a uh, group of us who will like share music and. I think you Kevin Koo. About- Kevin Koo, he's an indie wrestler. Ke- yeah, he loves hardcore Kevin. Music. Kevin Koo's a hardcore kid. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot out there now. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, Alley Cat. Yeah. Um She's a hardcore kid from Texas. Uh, they're all over now. That's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, there needs to be some sort of like, you know, hybrid, like crazy super group of, of all these, you know, different, uh, it would be a really weird band though. Like, can you imagine that, you know, all these different, you know, wrestlers in one band? I don't know. I think Damien Abraham said it right though. He said the, the wrestling and, and hardcore connection, you know, it's, it's a real thing, man. And now it's manifested. It's, it's become real. Oh, Andy Williams, of course. Oh, you know. obviously. I mean, yeah. Probably the most famous uh, yeah. wrestler musician. Um, so wrestling at Wembley, I mean, it's got to be unreal. Was what? What was that vibe? What was that feeling like that day? Dude, it it's crazy. Like performing in front of that many people, it's like you almost get lost in it. And you know, if everything from like uh, Tom and Buddy doing their um, their their Bray Wyatt uh oh, yeah. tribute to like the just like everyone with their their phone cameras on and like the music it was just it was crazy it's like you you don't really get to take in as much as you want and I felt like that when we did Madison Square Garden too it's like yeah. it's so big and there's so many people that you almost kind of get like tunnel vision and it's like when you're wrestling somewhere like Defy when there's like you know, 500 people, 700 people, yeah. you can kind of see almost everyone in the crowd. It's like there you see like the first five rows and then it's just like a sea of people. Um, but it's amazing. I mean, you know, we had 80,000 people barking at me during our match, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, so being able to do stuff and like watching it back is, is definitely amazing. Seeing all the crowd shots and seeing all like the, the fans and, and, um, yeah, it was it was a special moment and it was awesome to be part of that historical event. It's awesome, man. So, you know, being that you've now performed in front of front of that kind of crowd with God's hate, uh, it's more of an intimate thing. But you have played some big festivals, Sound of Fury Festival. Um, could you ever see God's hate going over and doing those like Valken open air dynamo, 
you know, or like Hellfest, do you ever think that you guys could be like a stadium, like Euro metal band? Like, I mean, obviously you would do, you know, Madball play Dynamo. So you would do what you do, but could you ever see that, tra- you know, kind of being on that grand of a stage? Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. That's for sure. I'm definitely down to try, but I, I definitely have a soft spot for those, like, you know, kind of do what you want fests. Like, I feel like Sound and Fury is insane in the way that there was 6,000, 5,000 people this year or something like that. And like no barricade, no security, like doing much. So it's like just kids just going crazy, jumping up on the stage. And it's funny because like when people, you know, from wrestling or people that are into music, but not hardcore see that and they're like, dude, what? Like people can just get on stage and jump off. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, man, it's the best. Like, uh, I don't want there to be a, a 40 foot gap between me and the person that wants to sing along. But, uh, you know, fans like, like you said, Madball, Fury five, like they all did dynamo. And like, I think it'd be sick. Like, you know, have a crowd of like 80,000 people yelling, be harder. Yes, absolutely. Man, do, do that. And, and that would be amazing. And whether or not they speak English, you know, sing that song. And, and I mean, what was that? Panta- Metallica playing to like almost a million people. And was that Russia? Jesus Christ, it was insane, dude. I want to hear Bihada. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so people are probably, if you're just a metal shop listening, you're like, dude, Kevin's taking another excuse to talk to a wrestler. What's going on? Why is he he's talking to a wrestler? But I have to mention, like, wrestling and an underground independent wrestlers was which is what you did for a few years there, and an underground independent band. You know, what what do those two things have in common? Is there any, you know, similarities between the grind of both of those things so many i mean i would say that you know the grind of wrestling it's a little bit easier than the grind of being in a band like you're by yourself um you kind of get the accommodations like you know someone's gonna pay for your travel someone's gonna you know put you up in a hotel for the most part um those things are not always guaranteed with a band uh but you know you have that camaraderie with a band and like you have someone else to suffer with. Yeah. But, uh, you know, both of them are similar in the fact that like most of the time you're, you're playing for not very much money. Uh, there could be 500 people in the crowd. There could be five people in the crowd. You don't really know what you're getting into. Um, different promotions treat everything differently, but, uh, you know, I'm fortunate in the fact that, you know, both God's hate and Brody King are able to be on a more professional level where, you know, we can kind of, ask for what we need and, and make it happen. Did you put in that work, man? Cause you put in the hours, uh, I mean the days and the weekends and, and of grinding, you know, like I remember when you were on tour with a band that played, you know, the look, the red room in Tacoma. And then I remember seeing you in, um, you know, like to early on defy shows, you know? So it's like, you've put in those hours and you put in that time and now you're on the grandest stage. So, you know, dude, uh, major props to you, man. Again, AEW is going to be at Climate Pledge for two nights this weekend. Get your tickets. They are available now. Wrestle Dream is the big one going down Sunday. First ever pay-per-view Antonio Inoki tribute show, Wrestle Dream. Uh, we're going to go into a final song here, Brody, and we're going to go into Be Harder. This is kind of the theme for God's hate. What what so, made you want to what made you want to so- do this song? this is a theme for my life basically okay uh you know this was like 
like you said, being on the grind for that many years and then it all finally paying off. And that's kind of what this whole song is about is just, you know, believing in yourself and, and keep pushing on and uh, eventually it all pays off. So, you know, life is hard, be harder. Absolutely, man. Dude, go see Brody King and support him. AEW here in town. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, Kevin. Is that what happens to us? No time for friends. Only our enemies leave roses. Violent lives ending violently. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.